Welcome to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern, the radio show for entrepreneurs and business owners, leaders, and dreamers. Learn more at newsradioklbj.com and onemanbrandradio.com. Now, here's Ray. Greetings, and welcome to One Man Brand Radio here on News Radio KLBJ. Thank you so much for getting up early on Saturday morning and making this part of your Shovel Saturday. I know if you're a business owner like I was when I was starting my business up, we would work in the business all day, Monday through Friday, doing the do, and then Saturday morning, get the shovel out, get unburied, get out from underneath and return emails and work on accounting and bookkeeping and planning for the week ahead. And I'm sure in your business, uh, you do the same. So if we can be the soundtrack to that party, that little Saturday morning business party in your life, we are happy to be here. We're grateful for our sponsor, which is Shortcut Content, making it very, very easy for everyday business owners to create the content that they need to be putting on their websites. And as a listener to the One Man Brand Radio Show, we make it easy for you to get in business with Dave Young and the guys over at Shortcut Content. Just mention us in your initial contact with them, and they'll give you a 10% discount on all services that you use for the life of your partnership with Shortcut Content as a business owner, uh, from business owner to business owner. I highly recommend it. And I hope that you'll take advantage of that great offer we've got lined up with Shortcut Content. You know, and also as we dive into the show this week, I want to sort of flip the upside down up, okay? And I've noticed on radio shows, listening to more and more uh, news talk radio since we launched One Man Brand Radio here, I've noticed that the the mention of the staff and the producers and the technical directors and everybody who goes into pulling the show together is is sort of relegated to the end. And it's uh, it's done very quickly because we're running out of time. But I just want to thank da 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 so uh, again, I'm I'm flipping it 180 degrees. The upside down is now above ground, and I want to start by just expressing my gratitude and my thanks for the people on my team who have helped bring this radio show into existence. I've got a team of four people at my office, and all day every day we help business owners across the U.S. and Canada uh, grow their businesses. We, we offer co- business consulting and training and sales training and marketing. We have an ad agency. We've got all that stuff. And, and my team of, of, of four people on the payroll uh, found out recently that we're also doing a radio show. So I want to go out of my way first and foremost to thank my producer and show co-host Monica Ballard, who in her day-to-day as a creative director and uh, performance muse for me and my clients uh, does an excellent job and Really glad to have her on board. Our office manager uh, Monday through Friday is Carol Carnes. We call her Clipboard Carol. And those skills uh, uh, certainly uh, have lent themselves to her being a capable producer of the radio show here. She's also our show, uh, so she's also our social media coordinator uh, in the office and here on the show as well. Producer and technical director is sweet Jack Anderson. And he makes it sound way better than it would without his participation. And our secret weapon, Larry Appleby, who does video production and videography for me and my clients, 
we're, we're, we're still tippy-toeing into that, but he's going to be a big part of the show moving forward as well. Company culture is an interesting thing, and I think that's where I want to start off today. Uh, to me, uh, company culture is the glue that holds it all together, somewhere between the story and the message and the brand essence and the experience that you deliver to your customers. In the middle there is company culture. That's the glue that binds it together. And, and you can almost envision it as though it were three circles coming together in a Venn diagram that are story, culture, and experience. And when you can get that story and culture aligned, that's where you have the morale that you need uh, for the ambassadors of your brand, the guys in the trenches, right, who are uh, either dealing with customers in your shop or who are going out uh, and maybe carrying the uh, experience uh, and the uh, the brand uh, into people's homes in, in many cases. Uh, we got to get that aligned first and foremost. And when those two circles overlap, you get that that great morale. When those two circles are disconnected, you can have, you know, when the pendulum swings the other way, you can have actually uh, that cancer, you know, in the uh, in the organization. We've all at some point worked inside of an organization or a company where it was real clear when you started that the expectations were low, that it was a cancerous, toxic workplace. And uh, very soon, that cultural memory would let you know exactly what was wrong with the place that uh, that you had come into, uh, often unbeknownst to management. So we want to work to address that with our clients. And uh, again, if you can imagine in your mind that that Venn diagram where the circles converge, it really happens when experience and culture and story can all three overlap. That sweet spot in the middle is where your customers, through the experience that they uh, enjoy from you and your business become part of the extended family. They, they become brand ambassadors. I don't always like that term, but but they'll carry the message. They see themselves as part of the extension. And whether it's a company like Zappos or, or Apple, um, and I think here in Austin, you can look at a company like Amy's Ice Cream, or you can look at Waterloo Records, or you can look at Alamo Draft House uh, are all examples of that. I'm going to bring in my sidekick and producer Monica Ballard now, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's coming up on the remainder of the show today and maybe drill a little bit deeper on company culture and why culture is so important as we bring together all the different moving parts of what makes a strong company have a strong brand. It makes me think of the the book Mastering the Rockefeller Habits by Vern Harnish. Boy, that's a good one, you know. I mean, if we've we've kind of got, you know, a handful of books that we seem to reference back in, you know, over and over at the office and the clients that we deal with. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly few marketing books, it seems like, <laughs> you know. But I'm thinking of the E-Myth, man. I'd like to get into the E-Myth a little bit later today. But so yeah, that Vern Harnish book is great and and I, I like the idea, you know, it's it's his idea that you drive on the data and you measure, you know, and and I think that's where a lot of companies we're talking about story culture and experience, right? And yeah, sure. so how do you how do you measure it? How do you train it? How do you reward it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because you need those uh, those guideposts. You got to pick your priorities, you know, five main priorities for your year, one main priority each quarter. Uh, you got to create a communication rhythm. Next, you got to drive on that data. Like you said, you need those key point, those uh, key performance indicators, or, or you don't know where, where it is you're headed. Indeed, indeed. It's a marathon with no finish line. And, and, you know, when you talk about key performance indicators, 
that's what can sort of bring us back to full circle to train, measure, and reward. Because if you're not tracking these things, you can't improve them. And where your staff, where your employees are involved, they have to know what to do and they have to be motivated to want to do that. So that's why train, measure, and reward become a bit of a uh, trifecta there, if you will, right? <laughs> All right, so we've got a lot of good stuff coming up on the show, and we're running out of pickets to break. Uh, we're going to start the show today with a cautionary tale from a local business owner. She had a cleaning business, and uh, she learned uh, some valuable lessons about online reviews that she's going to share with us. I'm also excited that here in Episode 2, not like we're Star Wars or anything, but uh, we're going to go for our first open phones. Let's let's get some calls in, but we got a, a few little rules on that I need uh, and we'll talk about that uh, on the other side of the break and later in the show when we when we get there and then last Monica what but certainly not least okay what my all-time favorite radio campaign of all time and when you say all-time twice like that when you lead <laughs> and end with it that lets you know I'm serious about the fact that it's uh, it's my favorite uh, all right this is one man brand radio. I'm Ray Sager, 836-059. Let's go ahead and get the phone number out there because if we're gonna if we're gonna take some calls, uh, we got we gotta sort of prime the pump on that. Okay. I mean, and and hopefully it'll happen. I'm I'm hoping. I'm putting it out there. I'm declaring an intent and speaking it into the universe that that's uh, what we want to uh, to to have happen. I'm going Napoleon Hill on. I'm writing it down. All right. <laughs> All right, so we got all that, and we got a bunch more going on. This is One Man Brand Radio. It's brought to you by Shortcut Content. And remember, you can always catch up on old episodes and, and resources and blog content by visiting our website at onemanbrandradio.com. Sit tight. We will be back and continue the show next here on News Radio KLBJ. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. All right, we are back here on News Radio KLBJ. This is the One Man Brand Radio Show. I'm Ray Sagern. I appreciate you being here. And I'm excited to bring in this next local business owner. I learned about an experience that she had recently through Facebook. We're old friends, and she had shared a particular experience that she had had with an internet troll, what uh, became a stalker almost, who was trifling with her online reputation and what she did about it, I think is very instructive and something that all local business owners can learn from. So without further ado, please, let's welcome to One Man Brand Radio. Uh, she's the owner of Duchess of Delight, my old friend Juliana Gilchrist. Welcome, Juliana, to One Man Brand Radio. <laughs> Hi, Ray. I want you to tell me the story now of what happened. To set the stage a little bit, online reviews for a business, the scale of where you're at with your business, okay? It's not like you got 15 trucks running all over town yet. It's a smaller, scalable business. So online reviews are huge for you, and you woke up one morning this week, and you got this very weird surprise. Woke up that morning, coffee's brewing. So I suddenly get a notification from Facebook that says you have a new review for your business, Duchess of Delights. Now, at this stage, I'm a one-woman operation. I clean homes and I reorganize anything from closets to garages to offices to studios. But where I'm at is mostly word of mouth, and that's something that I'm trying to get better at for myself. So I was excited to see there was a new review until I read it. It was from uh, a man I've never met who doesn't live in Austin or in Texas. He was in Illinois. 
who said that uh, he was greatly disappointed with my service, um, that the Duchess of Delights treats her clients like a princess would treat her subordinates. I thought the language was pretty funny. <laughs> for a sociopath, you got to give him a little bit of credit for the wordsmithery, right? <laughs> I, but I thought, this is crazy. I've never done any business for this man. I've never met him. I've never spoken with him. And then I looked to see that I had a new message in my inbox for my business, Duchess of Delight. And it was from this guy, again, who I've never met. And his message said, I see your rating went down. Yeah. More to come. So I was joking a little bit earlier about this guy riffing and, and, and a clever turn of phrase, but let's not mince words and let's not decrease the seriousness of what's going on here. This guy is a sociopath who was never a customer. And I'm just kind of curious if it was random or how do you how do you think you got on this guy's radar to draw the ire of this guy, whoever he is? My only interaction with this person ever was on this NPR thread about a female athlete, uh, Olympic gold medal winner. <laughs> the interaction with the NPR article was on my personal page. My Facebook page is private. So what I'm assuming he did is he Googled my name and he found my business, Duchess of Delight, because when he posted his bad review of my business, he used my name. It didn't say Duchess of Delight. It said Juliana. So he used my name. So he found me through another source. He found such as the delights, I, I suppose, by Googling my name. One of the things that we always tell the companies that we work with, you know, that's kind of like the, the two rules are if you get bad reviews, sometimes it's an opportunity to figure out something that you're doing wrong. It's a chance to get better at what you're doing. Now, that's clearly not what's going on here, right? This guy wasn't an actual customer of yours. So that's kind of a non-starter. But the other thing is to not ignore it, but to engage. Again, if it's a real customer, maybe it's an opportunity to throw some judo on it and flip it to your advantage. But in my years of working with as many businesses as we do, this is the first time where sort of private online behavior had manifested. Now, sometimes we've got, you know, competitors who will go on and leave a bad review, but this was kind of an interesting thing. Walk us through how you were able to to make your peace with it and what you did to combat it. There is a button that I could push to report it, but all it would do was, you know, it, to me, it would look like somebody's upset they got a bad review. I didn't see an opportunity in this where I could tell Facebook the reason I'm flagging this bad review is because this person is actually not a customer. I've never met them. I also didn't know how to flag and send them, which I thought his message was a thinly veiled threat that he was going to continue to either himself or other people leave bad reviews and take my rating down for my business. So I just reached out to my Facebook community. I asked on Facebook if anyone had any idea on what I should do with this. I was kind of, I was asking for help through my community. I had one friend send me a help, uh, a Facebook help center uh, page. It says, how do I report a review to be removed from my page? I went there it was moderately helpful and, you know, just kept scrolling down. Another person said, how do I report a fake account, which is another option I had because people were assuming it was a fake account. Everyone kind of jumped in to help me out. So people kept digging a little deeper and the suggestion I got from a friend, she said that her company has the only bad reviews they've ever received have also been from people who have never been clients and are Facebook trolls. 
She sent me a little hug through the Internet and said some people are very bored and have a lot of time on their hands. And she suggested until Facebook reviewed the flag that I sent them that I should simply post under his review, I want to make this public knowledge. I've never met this person. He's never been a client. He doesn't live in the city of Austin or Texas. And this review has been sent to Facebook administrators, which is what I did. And bam, within a second, he jumped right back on telling me, oh, there we go, you know, hiding, you know, uh, hiding behind lies. Just go in ahead and admit what bad services you provide. So I went back to my page and said, friends, now he's engaging me and I don't know what to do. So a couple of my girlfriends decided they would say, jump in and try and help me and said, hey, we know that you're not a customer. This isn't cool. Why don't you go ahead and take the opportunity to delete this now because it's been reported. And if Facebook is upset by it, they may take your, your page down for a day, or they may delete your account. So here's your opportunity to do the right thing. Well, what ended up happening was the review was taken down, uh, and that was by Facebook. But <laughs> in a crazier turn of events, I thought, oh, well, we're all done. He got the hint. But instead, another post pops up on my page from a friend who used to live in Austin. She lives in Kansas now. And she posted, well, if anyone's curious, this guy is a real-life nut job. He tried to go to her page, which was private. He went into her LinkedIn account to get the address of her job. And moments after I said, we, we cleared this up, it took a village, thank you, this crazy guy was calling my friend at work in Kansas, asking for her by name, repeating the address of her business, and said, well, now I know where you are. I'm going to come and find you and hung up on her. Oh, wow. So she has filed a, a police report. She also said, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to go ahead and take a stand and did a little more research herself and a few other people. And she sent out personal Facebook messages to his fiance uh, and to his mother and to his father so they can know how naughty their boy has been on the Internet oh, and how wow. the police have been, um, have been called. Wow. And the police also take these reports, and they go directly to Facebook with them. Here's what's good that came out of this. You're more knowledgeable about how things work, for sure. It sounds like you have this sort of incredible support structure around you that not only is able to help you get knowledge and be supportive of you through, but it looks like you got a ton of good positive reviews now, too. the end of that day, I had 22 new ratings. I had seven new glowing reviews from clients. And I found myself very busy this week as I've just booked seven new jobs. So talk about lemons to lemonade. I I, I, I wanted to say lemons to champagne, actually, because that's how I'm feeling about it. Well, and you're the, come on now, you're the Duchess of Delight. It needs to be that. <laughs> I mean, what else do you want to do after you've scrubbed and cleaned and reorganized somebody's garage? You need a glass of bubbles. But that's what the Duchess does. But you're welcome to your lemonade, too. <laughs> Juliana Gilchrist, my dear old friend, thank you. It's been too long. I'm glad your cautionary tale had a happy ending. And I look forward to seeing you around soon. And appreciate you being with us here today on One Man Brand Radio. Absolutely. It was so lovely to hear your voice on the airwaves. I miss you, my friends, and good luck with the show. Well, I definitely do appreciate those kind words, and thanks for being part of our extended family now here on One Man Brand Radio. 
we are running up against a break and we've got the news coming up and I'm crossing my fingers. I see the phone bleeping as though we've got a call ready to go, which is a bit of a signpost in the evolution of the show. So I want to vet the call out a little bit because, as I've mentioned earlier in this show, when we have business owners call in, we either need you to stay anonymous or I need to be able to verify that you're speaking on behalf of a local company. It's not really about the plug nearly as much as potentially uh, what could be fallout if we have people calling and saying they're representing a, a company that they really have nothing to do with. So anyway, uh, open phones, 836, eight, uh, eight, I'll get this right, we're still doing with this, 836-0590 is the call-in number. This is One Man Brand Radio. It's the radio show for business owners and entrepreneurs, for leaders and dreamers. And we're finding that we're striking a little bit of a chord with people who aspire to become their own boss. Uh, thanks for being here. We'll continue next after the news on News Radio KLBJ. This is One Man Brand Radio. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. All right, it's One Man Brand Radio. We're back here on News Radio KLBJ, and we've got our first call. How exciting is that? I guess I need to qualify one thing up front. When we do get calls, by the way, 8360590, when we get a call from a local company, I have to ask you not to give the name of your company. And the reason why is is simple. If I can't verify your identity before the call, it puts me in a real pickle with the radio station, potentially. And it's not really about the plug part of it, but it's potentially more about what could happen if somebody calls and represents that they are with a particular company, and in fact, they're not. So we talked to Janet during the break. She works with a local heating and air conditioning company that also has a plumbing division. And they're getting to the point now where they're on radio and they have a lot of different marketing components going on. And what she really wants to learn about is radio formats and demographics. And I'll just say up front, we're on Austin's number one news talk station. So maybe I'm a little biased, but I don't know, maybe not, because we buy a lot of radio and television for my company all across the U.S. and all across Canada. And we buy a ton of different formats. So let's see what you got. I just want to make sure we've got the right caller. This is Janet. It is. How are you? Oh, oh doing good. I can I can hear you clear as a bell. Awesome. That's even better. You know, thanks for the call today. I really appreciate it. Well, my concern is I'm being brought in, like you said, on the, on the second or third step here. And um, we obviously want to match up my efforts uh, talking about the talk radio and about um, the actual impact it was having on us, what's going on, and, and how it can be more effective. And we found out it was actually fairly effective. Um, I wasn't too versed in radio. Um, so those are the concerns that I have. Are, th- are those the things that we need to target? Is that what we're going for, the demographics and stuff like that? I heard two big themes in in there, and I guess... I'd like to, let's start by talking about your question about radio demographics and how what's the best way for your company to position itself in the minds of the marketplace in terms of choosing this station or that station or the other. Yes? Right. 
Well, and th- I was just uh, uh, trying to figure out what the demographics of that was. What we will do, and and we do a lot of heating and air conditioning companies, a ton of them. And we also, of those heating and air conditioning companies, a fair amount of them are also companies that are exactly like yours, okay, that have a heating and air component and a plumbing component. And some of these guys have electrical divisions. And so, so, so trust me on two things up front. One, we've done this in a ton of markets for a ton of years with companies exactly like yours, okay? So anything that I'm about to tell you, trust me, number one, we're not making this up for the first time. The only thing I would recommend for you is the same thing that we've recommended to everybody else through doing this for 12 years, and we've learned what works, okay? Number one. And then number two, trust me, we have a ton of these conversations um, sometimes in the first three months, sometimes in the first six months, where it's one of two things. Do we have the right demographics is something we hear a lot. And Monica, you can chime in on this second part is, uh, are our spots running at the right time during the day, right? <laughs> yes. So yes. my questions are common. So that's good. I mean, that's that's basically what we're wor- worrying about. Or so, not even worrying about um, just kind of defining. So let me give you a little history. So the very first heating and air conditioning company that I hit it out of the park with was a company called Bell Brothers in Sacramento, California. And between 2007 and 2010, we quadrupled their sales. So they went from five million to twenty-three million in four years. Back then, I thought it was just news talk and it's just country, man. And you should be spending 42% of your ad budget on intrusive radio. And those are the two formats. And by God, look what I did in Sacramento. So it's, it's, it, this is the gospel. Behold, everybody should do exactly what Ray says. <laughs> now, the, the thing that I've learned. If it works, it might be something we do. Well, but you know what? It's so that's that's 2007 to 2010 wisdom, and one of the things we've learned since then, with a lot more success stories since then, okay, are we can get the job done on classic rock, we can get the job done on classic hits. I still love news talk, but there, you know, now if now you know, so it kind of this is how Wizard of Ads group. This is the way I was taught was, you can find for good mass appeal products and certainly air conditioning and plumbing fit that profile, right? You can find homeowners, you can find customers on a lot of different formats. Now, if you were in the skateboard business, right, I probably wouldn't put you on a news talk. I'd put you on, you know, uh, I'd put you on the alternative rock station or the hip hop station, right? Right? You know? But if you're like if you're selling reverse mortgages, for example, I'm not going to put you on on those stations, right? Because people may have have you know mortgages, but they're not ready to do the reverse mortgage thing or whatever, right? Or but you know we're talking about air conditioning, and we can we can you can do you know with an air conditioning company with a plumbing component like yours, you can do what you need to do on a lot of different stations and make it work. So really, what's the what's what's the the what's the the tiebreaker there? Where are we getting the most bang for the buck? And that's the main thing in our process. That's the thing that we're doing with our clients all across the U.S. and Canada is it's far less about let's take this station in a perfect vacuum and and dissect like it's a dead frog the demographics of this or that or homeowners indexing this, that, and the other and just kind of jump from a leap of faith that we've sold so many hundreds of millions of dollars worth of air conditioning and plumbing products over the last decade. We kind of know these formats. There's, there's nothing special about your situation. We'll take a leap of faith that we've got a handful of formats that'll work, right? 
and then we'll just look for the best deal. Where can we reach the most people most efficiently? Yeah, and you know, if you've got a news talk as one of the cornerstones of your branding campaign, and you've got a music station that indexes well with homeowners, man, that's a hell of a one-two punch to come out of the gate with. And then you got all sorts of options heading into as your company grows and you have more money to spend and you want to expand your mind share and expand your your frequency and your penetration in different formats, right? Man, the world's open with open with possibilities of where you could go next. Right. Perfect. Now, my other concern is since I do a lot of in-house stuff, uh, a lot of events, a lot of community, all that kind of stuff, how do I mirror? I, I don't want to be inconsistent, and but we have a ton of stuff that like um, golf outings, uh, charitable events, school things. I can't even begin to think of all the things that I do. So, um, how well, how do I pull that through? And how would I use that? I mean, that's... So what I heard you say was, we've got this great branding campaign going on on radio. How do you make sure that the different moving parts of your marketing wheel are all in step with the master plan and the branding campaign that sort of reaches out at the widest part of the funnel? Absolutely. That's exactly what I want to hear. Okay. Well... This is going to sound like a little bit of catty response, but 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 the truth is, it's it's, it's not sort my business, of no. it's sort of a day at a time, you know, just just for today, one day at a time, you know, and decision by decision, as long as as long as you're clear on what the master brand stands for, and 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 so what are the key touch points? Then it's real easy. Whether you've got to do a flyer, whether you got to give copy to the golf tournament, all right, whether it's a fundraiser for this or you're going to do an ad in this local paper for this community or tying in with this nonprofit or this charity, it's just making sure that you're coming. We call them brandable chunks, right? So, right. Uh, in each given situation, your company wants to be able to reference back to those core talking points almost, right? Yes. Let me just ask you right quick if I could, well, you know, because uh, a company your size, social media, I'm sure you've got guys that come to you and want to s- sell you, hey, you can farm out social media to us for two grand a month or something, and, and they sell you on this package that's way bigger than what you need. I'm kind of curious, what exactly do you guys do for social media, and what's your process for, for that? Well, we're revamping our websites. Our websites was handled by a webmaster um, that um, was doing the social media. We're getting ready to change our websites to bring them more current. And um, we're taking out the social media part because it's, it's way too much to pay for the two minutes of work a, a day that social media takes. Um, I'm, I'm taking over social media in, in in the format that it truly is for us because we don't really do – I have yet anyone to call me from Facebook and say, hey, that wasn't my personal friend. Uh, hey, I saw you on uh, on your website. I want to get some plumbing done or I want a heating and air call. So um, basically we're just taking that out of the picture for the, – we're bringing it in-house because it really is rather expensive. Like you were saying, $2,000 would not be – 
I can't I can't tell I can't pull the brain the the bill out of my head, but that would not be abnormal, which is crazy to me. Well, I'll tell you what we do for for as a general default for our clients all across the U.S. and Canada. The general stance is this: if you can find somebody, it sounds like you'd be the person inside your company doing that. If you can find somebody who can make it really, it's really a fifteen to twenty minute job, two to three times a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Keep make sure you've got a pulse. Right. Now, if you're if you're going to explore some some SEO strategies where you're gonna you're gonna blow up some blog content, you're gonna create a lot of YouTube videos. Now, it makes sense to up your social media efforts to get the word out on those, you know. But if it's if it's really more of laying the foundation for you at this point, it's really a it's a it's a fifteen twenty thirty minute job two to three times a week. Make sure that it's reasonably current. Don't be that guy at the at the dinner table trying to sell insurance to everybody at the dinner party. You know, have a pulse, be social, be social, like other people's stuff, share stuff, retweet stuff. If you're on Twitter, um, you know, make it part of being social and being part of the community more about than about putting coupons or uh, thinking that everybody wants to talk about heating and air or plumbing on their Facebook feed. Today. Oh, no. Well, Janet, thanks so much for calling in. I appreciate you being part of the show today. We are having a good time here this morning on News Radio KLBJ. This is One Man Brand Radio. My name's Ray Sagern. One Man Brand Radio is for business owners and entrepreneurs. It's for leaders and dreamers. And we're finding, kind of accidentally, I think, that we're striking a nerve with all of you out there who aspire to become your own boss. Now, I don't know if that's the the American dream is owning a house, but, you know, somewhere in the fabric of the American way has to be uh, the freedom, right, to to become your own boss. Obviously, I don't know, is, is, it, a, is it a two-way street or is it a double-edged sword? <laughs> I don't know. But I will say this. Um, if you're thinking in in that realm, okay, that someday you aspire to... Uh, cut the cord with the day job, yeah? And to really branch out and do your own thing. There are certainly a few, I don't know, things that you, you want to focus uh, on on the front side. Uh, and I'll tell you, there's a great book that you should read if you haven't already. Uh, it's The author's name is Michael Gerber, and it's called The E-Myth. And The E-Myth is, the E stands for entrepreneur. And The E-Myth... Uh, centers around a, a few key principles, but it talks about the entrepreneurial seizure that people have where they go to work one day and they say, the heck with going and continuing to make this guy a bunch of money. I'm a good fill-in-the-blank, so I can be successful at running my own company that fill-in-the-blank. Okay, so the problem is that the skill set that is required to build a company is not the same skill set that is required to do the thing. So we were just talking about plumbing, right? Well, the skill set required to be a good plumber is not the skill set uh, that the skill sets, plural, that make you good at leading, that make you good at accounting, that make you good at financial matters, that make you good at attracting, hiring, training, retaining, incentivizing, motivating the employees that you need to build a company that can grow. So that's the, uh, that's the entrepreneurial seizure and then the E-myth. And it's why so many businesses fail, okay, 
in their first 18 months is because entrepreneurs realize uh, when they get out on their own uh, that it's a lot harder than they thought it might be. The good news is that if you're diligent uh, and adaptable and willing to learn, uh, there is certainly no shortage of knowledge and assistance out there that can make you good at those things and give you the resources you need to either become good at those things or find people and surround yourself with people who are good at things that you're not. And uh, that's certainly one of the things that I found uh, to be important along the way. All right, well, we're coming up on a break. Sit tight. We've got a great uh, finale for you just around the corner. I'll be rejoined by my sidekick and producer, Monica Ballard. We're going to play you some of our, uh, some of my favorite radio ads of all time. And we'll do that next when One Man Brand Radio continues, brought to you by Shortcut Blogging, right here on News Radio KLBJ. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. And we're back and we're headed for the home stretch. It's News Radio KLBJ. This is the One Man Brand Radio Show. I'm Ray Sagern. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Joined again by my producer, Monica Ballard. Good morning. What? I'm sorry. Oh, I need more coffee. We can't do that. No, we're in the home stretch. Come on. <laughs> All right, so we like to have a little fun every week before we get out of here. And so what we're going to do this week, it's my all-time favorite radio campaign. Well, I already know what that is. Well, of course you do. I guess there's probably no way around that, right? That, no, um, no, you're going to play the favorites. Yes. And so this was done by the National Thoroughbred Horse Racing Association so many years ago. And what I like about it is just the sheer comedic value, number one, the fittingness of the style to the actual advertiser and then the ability to sustain a campaign, right? It's the ability to do the same thing over and over and it be fresh every time. So without further ado then, life's better at the track. And here we go. And they're off. Out of the gate is dinner date. Dinner date starts strong, but here comes no reservation, followed by hours of waiting. Now, idle chit-chat is making a move, but idle chit-chat is no match for awkward silence. It's idle chit-chat. It's awkward silence. And here comes table by the kitchen and snooty waiter, followed by undercooked chicken. I don't believe it. Out of nowhere comes declined credit card and utter humiliation as they come down the stretch. First base is nowhere in sight. And finally, it's peck on the cheek and let's just be friends. For a better time, go to the track. National Thoroughbred Racing. We bet you love it. Ah, oh, yes, that's good stuff. <laughs> love it. Love it. And w with a name like Ray Dog, how about let's 
take the dog for a walk. And they're off. Out of the gate, it's get up early and walk the dog. Here comes do the laundry and wash the dishes. Out of nowhere comes call from mom, followed by nagging and guilt trip. It's nagging, it's guilt trip, it's guilt trip, it's nagging, and nagging is relentless. But wait, it looks like walk the dog has a little left in him. Now it's walk the dog, followed by watch TV. It's watch TV all alone. But here comes take a nap. Wait a minute. I don't believe it. It's call from mom. She just won't go away. And in the end, it's another boring Saturday. For a better time, go to the track. National Thoroughbred Racing. We bet you love it. Now here's where you, you really start to see the magic of what these guys did in weaving a different story together. And again, because it's about a racetrack, the fact that they use the racetrack announcer so beautifully... I think is where the magic really happens on this deal. And they're off. Out of the gate are what are we doing tonight and how about a movie? Here come the favorites. Action, comedy, and drama. But gaining quickly is chick flick. It's a battle between action and chick flick. It's action. It's chick flick. Action, chick flick, and chick flick takes a commanding lead. Now here comes sappy music and hokey dialogue. Oh no, out of nowhere comes crying. It's crying. Follow by sobbing. It's crying and sobbing. It's sobbing and crying. And in the end, it's enough to make you sick. For a better time, go to the track. National Thoroughbred Racing. We bet you love it. And of course, yes, saving the best for last. Let's go camping, shall we? And they're off. Out of the gate, it's let's get together and go camping. But here comes raining and pouring. And now it's five guys in a two-man tent. I don't believe it. It's nature calling. And now it looks like it's going to be number two in the woods. And toilet paper is nowhere in sight. But here comes handful of leaves. And what's this? It's itching, followed by scratching. It's itching, it's scratching, scratching and itching. And now it's spreading, coming up from the rear. And in the end, it's the worst three days of your life. For a better time, go to the track. National Thoroughbred Racing. We bet you love it. Ah, yes. Good fun. Good fun. Good fun. Hey, thanks so much for being here for One Man Brand Radio. If you've got any feedback, you can always hit me up on the email, Twitter, at One Man Brand Radio. And of course, you can always get caught up on previous episodes and check out our rather ample resource section at onemanbrandradio.com. Special thanks to our technical director, Jack Anderson. A tremendous amount of awesomeness brought to the table by our own clipboard, Carol Carnes. For Monica Ballard, I'm Ray Segern. We'll catch you back here next week for another edition of One Man Brand Radio, right here on News Radio KLBJ.